0: And when we we always prayed. We just never prayed together. She might be on one side of the room, might be on the other, and I might be in a different room, she might of course that's just the way it was. But when the Lord revealed the family altar and we got sat down side by side in April of twenty thirteen, started praying. It's the greatest thing God, had, God had ever done. Because it brought a love, it brought a respect, it brought a unity. It brought a compassion and a love for one another. It wasn't we didn't love each other. The enemy just out to destroy us. And the Lord told her one time, he said, he's not your enemy. He said, it's the devil trying to divide you. And we learned but I'm gonna tell you something. We're stronger now than we ever have been. And I can't remember for our anniversary or something, she gave me a she gave me a card, or maybe it's birthday, or maybe just, she, just, just, just just a card. And it's got a little boy and a little girl. They might be what two, three years old on it. Four. And they got their rain slickers on. They got their rain hats on. They got their galoshes on. They're holding hands and they're walking. He says, we go through anything if we got enough snacks. <laughs> so every now and then we'll you know we'll be facing some pressures. We'll be facing some things and we'll I'll look at her and say, You got enough snacks? <laughs> she says, Oh yeah. She'll ask me sometimes, say, You got no snacks? One time I told her, I said, I don't know. And I said, No, just kidding. I got enough. Amen. I said, I got enough. So, one thing you got to remember she's not your enemy. You're not her enemy. So, the devil gets in and tries to divide. Amen. When she went through, she, I mean, we've been through some tough times. In 2000, I fell off a roof and. Busted myself all up. You said, Brother, remember that? Yeah, but the pressure fell on her. Eight months, we didn't have any insurance, didn't have any money. She didn't work, had three kids to take care of. I want you to know God sustained us for eight solid months. People all over the country found out what was going through and what had happened to me. People started sending in money. They supported us solid for eight months. Never had a bill go late. Never had a bill go lacking. Never had nothing. The kids needed, they took care of every ministry bill was paid. Every personal bill was paid. God took care of us. I come out with a fractured vertebrae. One mashed flat as a pancake. It's still in there. It's still mashed flat as a pancake they don't grow back <laughs> and fractured two ribs that elbow and I fell off a roof I was trying to finish my carport slipped and fell off a roof went 22 feet landed on my stomach and spent five days in the hospital doctors come in there talking about well we're going go here and we're going to cut this and we're going to put a plate on this and we're going to cut that and are going to put a plate on that and then we're going to and doctors left I told her I said you go side me out and take me home. I said, I didn't seen too many miracles." I said, "I'll believe God." You see all the pressure fell on her. 2003 May the second the lightning hit our home. My kids lost everything they had. except the clothes on their back that night, burnt the whole top floor off my house and that's where the kids' bedrooms were. We lost 90 percent of what we had. It was hard to go through that pressure. When she come out from under it, and while she was going through it, spirit of depression fell on her. Going to church, praising God, loving God, praying. Spirit of depression fell on. Her. That's what she's talking about. But I'm gonna tell you something. The Lord hid it from me. What was it? 2006 or seven? The Lord spoke to you through Brother Walden about the battle you had been in. 2006. God spoke to her through another minister told her she's just about through the trial he's got on to be with the Lord now but told her she had been just about through the trial and God started turning things around for her nobody laid hands on her she went down to the basement and started praying started seeking God and God started bringing her out a little bit at a time that's why God's put a strength and a word and a deliverance and a power in her, I've seen her minister to ladies go through the same thing God totally set them free just like that I mean you set them free God let her go through it Put deliverance in her life Amen We come through that in 2014 I had sugar hit me Didn't even know I was sick I always walked with God Believed God Trusted God And she took me to the hospital On December the 8th 2014 About 3.30 in the morning They thought I had the flu They said they didn't have What 40 something cases of flu Come in that weekend That night they thought I had the flu. The doctor started checking me, he said, No, that ain't flu. And when he started checking me, he come to her and told her, he said, Look, I'm putting him in ICU. He said, I don't know how he's standing on his feet. He said, man I ought to be dead or in a diabetic coma. She, she looked at him, he said, he said his sugar's over one thousand. Said his A1C is above fourteen. He said he ought to be dead. And devil done his best to kill me. But we come through that in two. God's put us together strong solid we're starting to minister together pray together and study together we spend just we spend 90% of our time praying studying the word talking about things of God y'all believe that or not but 90% of our waking time is spent seeking God and the things of God and praying because we, we prayed a prayer back in I think it was when we pray that prayer sitting on the front porch was that and we said God we said put us together make us an example that people will know husbands and wives can live godly and walk upright before God make our lives an example that we'll be able to help people that's going through the fire and know what to do. You got those other papers? Pass those out for me, Brother Donald. Give everybody one. I'm just going to talk to you a little bit today and relate some things to you God's been dealing with me about. I tell you, I appreciate the Lord today. It's good to see Brother Patterson back with us. You can introduce your wife or you can introduce yourself, however you want to do it. I'm Carolyn. Carolyn? Okay. We're glad to have you all today and appreciate what the Lord's doing we're seeing God do great things but there's two papers here if y'all got them uh, you should have the apostolic ministry prophecy from Brother Jimmy I've got the word of the Lord ministers gathering that I just had Brother Donald pass out if y'all don't have one, we'll get you another print printed up. but I don't want so I was uh, I was telling you about 2014. Well, I was pastoring in a church in Fort Payne, Alabama. We established it in 2000 and so when I come out of the hospital, I didn't have physical energy to do anything and you know started on medication I didn't have physical energy to do anything I'd always believed God and I was in the hospital found out what was wrong with me she came come in ICU and told me what was wrong with me I said that's fine God will heal me I said I ain't taking that junk she says okay She'd already told her mom or somebody. Said, the "Lord told me he's gonna leave this hospital. And he's gonna be on medication for a while." So, a couple days down the road, the Lord told me. He said, "I'm going to, Said, "You're gonna leave here. You're gonna take this, and you're gonna understand what it's be like. What it's gonna be like." He said, "So you can have compassion on people." And so, just the other day, the Lord told me why he let what happened to me happen to me, and why he put me where he put me. But now he's fixing to totally deliver me. I know he is. Amen. I prayed for so many people since Pat over the years. I prayed for people with type 1 diabetes and God's healed them, resurrected their pancreas. Not just type 2. I prayed for people with pancreas is dead wouldn't produce nothing. God healed them. People had insulin pumps. I prayed for them. God's healed them. Hallelujah. But went on through April and I turned the church over to our assistant pastor in Fort Payne and I'm going to read this right here on this apostolic ministry here in just a minute we'll kind of tell y'all what's going on we was in a meeting in April in Fort Payne, Alabama and I hadn't preached there since November of 2014 didn't have the energy, couldn't do it the Lord just pulled us back and had us in prayer and seeking God and this brother had come up. We had a meeting there in April. I usually have a meeting in spring to get God's direction, what to do, and where to go. And this brother there from Savannah, Georgia, I've known him since '80s, and he's a dedicated man. We was in prayer there at the church one morning. He walked up on the platform. I was praying on the platform, and fire ran across the platform and he come up and he, he, I don't even know did he lay hands on me or did he speak to me I mean, the power of God was so strong and this is what the Lord spoke to me he said I don't speak this by the flesh but I speak this by the spirit you need to know what God is doing in your life God has raised you up to be an apostle you are going to go Paul did not stay in the church if he would have stayed everybody would have looked to Paul They couldn't have got their eyes on Jesus. They would have looked to the man Paul. God has taken you off the scene because what he's doing now, no flesh can get glory. But he has raised you up. You're going to plant churches. He's taken you to another level. There are many instructors in Christ, but he is making you a father. He's making you a father. You've been evangelist, you've been a prophet, you've been a pastor. He's elevated you. He's made you an apostle in this hour. Be very careful the words that you plant because it will reproduce many. Know that when you speak my words, know that when you endeavor to reveal the mysteries that I have put within you, saith God, know that it is the utterance of the Holy Ghost and not my carnal mind mixed with my spirit, saith God. The word that I have put in thee is my word even as I put it in the apostles, yea, I say unto you, My son, I have called thee to be an apostle, and I shall use thee to plant many churches and establish many, saith the Lord, saith God in my word. In many this word shall usher in a new order, and many shall possess the kingdom because of the word that I have put in thee, my son. Guard thy heart. Walk in humility before me and man, saith God. For I shall use you to do exploits in these days. I have not seen and ear have not heard the things that I have prepared, but walk humbly before me. Turn the eyes of the people to me, saith God, be careful that you don't cause the eyes of men to look to you, and I shall use thee to bring glory, and many sons will come into glory, saith the Lord. That's what was ministered to me on April the 11th, 2015. The reason I remember it so well, it was my youngest child or my son's birthday and the Lord spoke to me that morning and immediately when God spoke to me the Lord spoke to my heart he said you turn the church over to your assistant pastor and you come to Ella J he said you start working in Ella J we already had been having meeting in sister Kathy Conrad's house she had a death in her family she's in Florida today but we had been meeting there for almost a year and God was moving But it wasn't too long after that we found this church. Sister Pat, I was listening to a prophecy because I've been going back and listening to prophecies where God said he had this church built to establish this word and bring this kingdom for him right here on these grounds. Your mama, she didn't know what God was doing, but God established this church. This church was established in 1947. Had brush-arbor meetings before they ever built a church where they... Ah, uh, started in thirty-seven, didn't they? Have Brush Arbor meetings in forty-seven. They built the church here. Persecuted, move of the Holy Ghost. Nobody knew much about the Holy Ghost back then. And when you believe in the Holy Ghost and tongues, and you're one of them, there holy rollers. People didn't like you. People was afraid of you. But God put this word here, and I'm gonna go ahead and read this other one now. The Lord spoke to me last fall, and I'm get—I'm fixing to get these prophecies out on YouTube because we've got our own YouTube channel now. And if y'all want to go, there's one prophecy on YouTube, but the Lord's fixing to put more on there. Unplug that speaker for me. That thing's a hollering and a backing up on me, and it's either unplug it or I'm fixing to lay hands on it. <laughs> now give me a little bit on the on the mains microphones on these headsets are so sensitive but in the going into the fall of 2016 the Lord spoke to me he said I'm fixing to raise up a new generation he said I'm bringing forth a new anointing I'm bringing forth a new ministry and so the Lord started dealing with me in October because there's four or five ministers I work with around the country Work with some in Savannah, some up in Twin City, Georgia. Some over in Alabama. And the Lord told me, he said, you gather ministers together in your home over New Year's and said, just study the Word and pray. So when this come forth, when this come forth, that's what was doing. And there was eight people in my living room. This is on New Year's Eve. And We've been together Friday, and this was Saturday night. So we'd already had four services where we were just studying the Word and talking about the Word. Because we didn't know what, what God was going to do. I just knew He was do, fixing to do something different. You know, people are tired of religion. They're just tired of religion. And I try to stay away from religion because I I want God to be real. And we were just talking about the Word and all of a sudden the Spirit of the Lord fell on me. And I've got this on audio. Somebody turn your cell phone recorder on. we got this on audio. But this is what the Lord said. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me. Even as He read those Scriptures and He closed the book and He looked around and He said, This day is a Scripture fulfilled in your ears. That's found in Luke 4. Jesus came out of the wilderness in the authority or the power of the Holy Ghost. It says in Luke 4:14 4, he returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee and then in Luke 4:18 he went in the temple where it says his custom was and they delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah and he stood up for to read. And I'll show you what he read. Luke 4 and 18, this is what he read. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive and recovering of sight to the blind and set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. The eyes of all them were in the synagogue, were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And that's what the Lord began to speak out of me. He spoke how Jesus went in that temple, took the scroll of Isaiah and read. When he got through reading it, he said, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. And even I, the Lord, say unto thee, as it hath been read, Behold, Malachi, the third chapter. Very first verse. Behold, I send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, saith the Lord, say, uh, before me, and the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in, behold, he shall come, saith the Lord. The Lord is speaking right here. Behold I send my messenger before my face to prepare the way before me and the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Yea, even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in. I say unto thee this day this scripture is fulfilled in your ears that my messenger has come to his temple. Believe. Suddenly as lightning the shine out of the east and into the west in the blink of an eye. Suddenly I have come, suddenly I have come, suddenly I have come, and I have stepped into thee in a measure beyond Pentecost. Was it a manifestation like tongues? No. But there was a wisdom. There was a knowledge. There was an understanding of the word. There was a working of the spirit. And I mean, it fell on eight people in that living room and people began to weep before the Lord. The spirit of God fell. We had one lady there that has immigrated from Kazakhstan. Her and her husband pastor a church in Jasper, Alabama. And as the spirit of the Lord moved, she broke and wept uncontrollably before the Lord. And she testified after it was over. She said, I've never felt the Lord moving my spirit like this. She said, I've never felt the Lord in such a great way. But if you'll go to the Gospel of Luke, and I marked all these because I want you to know what God spoke is the Word of the Lord. Let me see if I can find it. Looks like I didn't mark it. That's all right. We'll find it. I think it's Luke 17. Luke 17. Lisa, see if you can find that scripture for me r- real quick. Uh, here I got it. Luke 17 and verse 24. For as the lightning that lightneth out of one part of heaven shineth unto the other part under heaven, so, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. Do y'all know how quick lightning flashes like that? And the Lord said just as lightning cometh out of the east, and there's two or three other scriptures, one in Matthew, I think it's 24, that talks about how the lightning shineth out of the east and cometh into the west. He said, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. There's a ministry of Jesus that's being revealed to God's people. And the Lord spoke this, and he said just as quick, As the lightning can strike out of the east into the west. He said, that's how quick my spirit can come in you. What did Malachi 3 say? He said, the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Lord done something that night. The Lord told me to gather ministers together that believe this kingdom and the preaching of this word and he was going to do something in them. stepped out in faith and I called these ministers in October I said I'm going to have a meeting in my home the last three days of December and I want y'all to come God told me he's going to do something you know how much faith that takes tell people God's going to do something something's going to happen inside of them And I'm going to tell you when that spirit hit that night just like that just like that Because I'm gonna tell you, when God tells me he's gonna do something, he don't do it. Or he hadn't done it to that point. Y'all ever look at God and say, all right, God, I know what you said. (laughs) Now, uh, we're gonna need to be doing something here. (laughs) Just like I was in India in 94, believe it was. And There's about seven, eight of us missionaries. We was in a town and we drew fourteen acres of people. I got the video somewhere. I mean people just as far as the eye could see. Fourteen solid acres. There was in a fenced in pavilion, you know, like just grounds and then the concrete pavilion. And the move of God suck got so great they spilled over in the streets. And the police had come move by the streets. But we was there, and on Sunday, cause we just had meeting at night during the morning, and especially on Sunday, there was a few small Christian churches, all about fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, and we go preach for them. So Sunday morning about seven thirty, I walked downstairs. Pastor waiting on me. I, he said, "You ready to go?" I said, "Yes, sir." Have my Bible. I said, "You got taxi?" He said, "No taxi." I said, "Okay." close enough to walk he said no went outside and got on the back of a motorbike (laughs) that man went down so many streets turned so many corners went down through so many pig trails I didn't even know where I was and I told the Lord going out there I said "Now I don't even know where I'm at I said I'm in a strange country I said I don't know where I'm at I said if I had to run I wouldn't know which way to run and the Lord had spoke to me in prayer because I prayed about 3 o'clock that morning the Lord said you go out there and preach on one God 30 million gods they believe lives in the Brahma cow, and ain't no telling how many more Hindu gods they believe in he said you go out there and preach on one God I said thanks a lot so I got preaching on one God and I told him I said you just can't accept my God and add him to your gods because if you just preach on another God they'll just add him to their list of gods I said, "My God's a jealous God." I said, "In my country, I said we get married, we got one wife, we don't want, like messing with our wives." I said, "We jealous." And I said, "My God's a jealous God." I said, "You accept Him to be your God? You gonna have to get rid of all your other gods." Man, there's some men. I was standing on the little concrete back porch, and I had an area probably about as big as one side of this church. I had over a hundred people sitting on the ground. and these men got up and they folded their arms like this and they looked at me and started glaring at me and I started telling them they're going to have to give all their other gods up and I said alright God I said you're going to have to do something <laughs> I said you might not be in a mess but I'm in a mess and I said I told you coming out here if I had to run I want you to know which way to run Look right at my feet and there was a little 7, 8 year old boy there the Lord spoke to me he Says he's deaf and dumb I said, get him up here and I'm going to heal him before all these people. And the pastor was interpreting for me. I said, You know that boy? He said, Yeah. I said, You deafened up. He said, Yeah, how'd you know? I said, God showed me. Got him and his daddy up there. He got them calmed down. I said, Now, if my God opens this boy's deaf ears and loosens his dumb tongue, how many of y'all will take my God to be your only God? And they kind of looked at me a little bit. I said, How many of you? my God does this miracle they reluctantly raised their hands about every one of them some of them still glaring at me bad I stuck my fingers in that little boy's ears told him to stick his tongue out and I put my thumbs on his tongue had my fingers in his ears I said "All right, God (laughs) I said now we need to do something (laughs) because when God tells me something I believe him it's just the way I am I just believe God man I felt the Spirit of God hit me next thing I knew the Holy Ghost was speaking out of me in the name of Jesus you deaf and dumb spirit I bind you and I charge you to leave this boy felt the power of God go down inside that young man he looking up at me kind of just had them big old wide eyes he knew something happened so I put him out in front of me where he couldn't see me and I snap my fingers and his head come around snap my head come around that way and his daddy was standing there and I asked the pastor I said what's the Indian word for papa something like poppy or something like that in that dialect I can't remember and so I took my hand and I put it on a little boy's throat and I started making sounds you know like be most time for a doll, I'll get them to say baby and they can say baby because they ain't never heard nothing, they don't know how to talk. And so I turned him around. I put my hand, I, I took his hand, had him put it up on my throat. I looked up at his daddy and I pointed to his daddy and I pulled back in. I said, "Papi." He looked up at daddy and said, "Papi." You talking about a grown man crying? First time in eight years the boy I'd ever called him Papa. And I said, "Now." And I told that pastor, I said, you don't need to tell give an altar call. Had over 100 people stand up and come to Jesus. One service. One service because God made himself real. We fix and see that in America. We fix and see that in the United States. You hear me? There's a moving of the Holy Ghost no generation's ever seen. I'm telling you something greater than the day of Pentecost. Fixing to fall on people. And they fixing to come forth, And we're going to shake towns like it did in the book of Acts. You know, they, they, Paul and them went in cities, and they come to the leaders of the city. And said these men that have turned the world upside down have come into our city. Also, I'm telling you, you fix and see it. You fix to see a move of God, and it, it it's happening. There's something moving, in the Holy Ghost we ain't never had. The Lord told us this on twelve thirty one sixteen, going into the, this new year. He was telling us this. You hear me? He was telling us this, and I was telling God. We got to share it in the evening and I said to God, we got a service tonight, we got a service in the morning. You told me, tell these ministers you was going to do something. But he sat down so powerful that night. Sat down so strong that night, such a power hit, and, and you can hear the you hear the audio and Man, people weeping all over the living room. Just sitting there weeping and crying out to God, and they're just something just come in. <laughs> And every one of ministers left there with a change. And that brother passed that church over in Jasper, Alabama. I'm going to go preach for him uh, Wednesday week from now. Or Thursday week from now, I'm going to go preach for him. And, and he every time I, I get in touch with him, he says, Brother Metter, he said, I can't tell you what God done for me that New Year's Eve in your house. It's something changed in me. There's something changing in the Spirit of God. There's something changing in the Holy Ghost. So God said, I'll give you something greater than what I poured out at Pentecost. It ain't the matter. Let me, let me ask you something. Everybody knows what the Holy Ghost does. Supposedly when we get it. Do we not? I could even ask this young lady right here and she'd tell you about speaking in tongues about how you feel operation of the maybe some gifts so if God does something new and something don't change how you gonna know he's done something new if you get the old manifestation does that make sense to y'all you know I know y'all drive and y'all seen these new lights they've come out with used to you had a green turn arrow you just go up and turn the corner when that arrow was on because it says turn only on green arrow now they got that flashing yellow arrow first time I ever seen one of them I had to say, turn and look at it and try to figure out what that thing meant I still pull up to them and look at that thing and try to figure out what it meant I said why can't they just leave well enough alone but see if God don't ever change something if the manifestation of the working of the spirit don't ever change how are you going to know God's done something new Am I making sense? God said, I put something in you in a wisdom, a knowledge, and an understanding that went beyond Pentecost. And the reason He said that because the working of the Spirit is so different. God's changing things. If y'all could have been in this church three weeks ago, the last Sunday in August, a pastor from Alabama come over and every month with five Sundays They'll come over here, we'll go over there, we swap, trying to get the churches together. Well, they didn't get to come in July, so they came last Sunday in August. And we prayed, had a good spirit of prayer. We come to church Saturday night and prayed. Man, we felt something. We come in here Sunday morning got in prayer. And, man, the spirit was moving naive back in the office. My wife come up to me and she said, I feel like Sister Patty that's the brother's wife brother Michael and sister Patty Harris and when God moved me out of the church in Fort Payne and he took over you talk about a ministry starting to come forth he's coming forth in something strong in the Lord so she said I feel like I need to turn it over to sister Patty I said well go out there and open the service turn it to her so she come out here she exhorted a little bit and she looked at Brother Michael said Brother Michael I don't know if you fix to say you don't get to say anything today or not said I think Sister Patty has got the word for today and said I'm turning it over to Sister Patty and Sister Patty took it the spirit of God fell on her and y'all that was here hadn't hardly ever preached not been used in the gifts she walked these aisles for probably an hour and a half and prophesied and ministered by the word of the Lord different than I've ever seen anybody minister different And she said why she was ministering said so she looked down and said she saw she took a step, she saw the feet of Jesus. Just leading her and she's taking a step. Every time she took a step, he was stepping with her. Or he was stepping, she was stepping with him. But it was different. Y'all know y'all y'all know how different it was. Just different. Just different. And my son wasn't here. They live in Carrollton, Georgia. And they, watch, they went back and watched the live stream because we do all these services on live stream. You can go back and watch them in the archives or listen to them on the audio. He said, he, and that was his mother-in-law. He said, Daddy, he said, I was watching her. said, I could hear her voice. I could see her shape. He said, but all I could see was Jesus said all I could see was Jesus minister and said he was minister and said there was a power there was an anointing there there was a working of the spirit of God that come down in that place you know why? God's doing something different he's bringing forth a different working of the spirit of God because he's taking us into something people ain't never had because I'm going to tell you something people fed up with the old people fed up with religion and the bad part about the working of the Holy Ghost that we've got today people's made doctrines out of it they've turned it into doctrines of men it ain't like it was in the book of Acts are y'all bearing with me I'm not meaning just to be tedious or long speaking let me see if I can find where I was yes the lightning to shine out of the east into the west in the blink of an eye suddenly I've come suddenly I've come suddenly I've come and have stepped into thee in a measure beyond Pentecost. This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. Believe, but believe and doubt not. For a change, illumination and a transformation has entered into thee. Believe my word. This day, this day, the scripture is fulfilled. This day, this day, the scripture's fulfilled. The Lord kept telling us that. He said, "For you've been prepared. You've been counselled. You've been taught. You've waited. You sought me. So now believe that I am." I am has come down to deliver. And when Moses was out there in the wilderness and that saw that burning bush, and the voice of the Lord spoke to him out of it, he said, Take your shoes off your feet. For the place whereon I standeth is holy ground. Moses wouldn't see that bush because it kept burning and it didn't burn up. See a burning bush in the desert wasn't no big sight, but this one just kept burning. <laughs> and it kept burning and it kept burning and it kept burning. And Mo said I'm going to go see what's going on and he walked up to that bush and when he did the voice of the Lord said loose thy shoes from off thy feet for the place whereon you standeth in holy ground and he started talking to him if you want to read it it's in Exodus the third chapter he started talking to him and he said I've heard the cry of my people which are in bondage down in Egypt God's people are in bondage some you know God's people are in bondage I'm talking about people going to church I'm talking about people are sitting in church in bondage just like my wife talked about she sat on a church field and got bound with a spirit of depression she came to revivals while I was preaching God hid that spirit from me and she went through about three years two to three years of being bound by a spirit of depression the devil lying to her telling her it finally got to the place the devil started lying to her and telling her, you might as well take your life don't nobody love you you ain't needed you ain't wanted your kids don't need you your husband don't need you that's the way that spirit does it just progresses and it'll put you in a darkness it'll put you in a power it'll put you in a force that if you don't know how to deal with it you ain't coming out of it unless somebody lays hands on you and delivers you but God will set you free amen and she kept holding on then she started back to prayer and seeking God and that spirit come off of her she got in prayer out of and lay hands on her. I, that brother ministered to her. I don't know if he saw what it was or not, I, but he said the battle's just about over. I, and she come forth, and God said in His prophecy, I, He said, "You tell, you, I am has come down to deliver. I, I am has come down. I, people got to be delivered. People got to be set free. I, you look at the people that's bound. They're bound in church. I, they're bound out there in the world. The harvest is ripe. The harvest is ripe." But the laborers are what? few because you don't have very many ministers that can preach the word and then minister healing and deliverance into people's lives. And the reason you don't have it, the Lord told me years ago when I first started preaching I had somebody come to me I was young in the Lord. done a lot of fasting praying. The Lord just put that in my spirit. Somebody come to me one day and they said, "Well, what kind of preacher are you?" I said, "I don't know." You don't know what kind of preacher you are. I said, the "Lord didn't call me to preach; He called me to minister." Oh boy, they laughed at me. Hurt my feelings, made me feel bad, cause I just six, seven months old in the Lord. Just and I just hung my head, cause they've been serving God for a long time, just embarrassed the daylights out of me, brother hurt my feelings because I knew God had called me they said preach minister what's the difference said I don't know I just know what God told me said he called me to minister the word I just hung my head and started crying and kind of turned my back where they couldn't see how bad it hurt me the Lord spoke to me said anybody can preach but not everybody can minister I looked at them and I said, I'll tell you what the difference is. They said, What? I said, Anybody can preach, but not everybody can minister. It takes ability to minister, it takes a dedication and a walk with God to minister. Anybody can preach, anybody can testify. Your testimony ain't what you say in church. Your testimony is how you live your life every day. It's the example you set and I had a good friend of mine tell me a couple of years ago they went home to be with the Lord now but they told me just what probably a couple of years ago it ain't been very long said you preach the word but you minister what you are you minister what you are because when you lay hands on people and begin to minister to them if it's by the spirit of God said you're going to impart to them what's in your spirit that's the reason your spirit's got to be clean your walk with God's got to be upright because when you minister to people you're ministering what you are that's the reason I don't I won't let very many preachers lay hands on me because i got to know your life i got to know you right with God I've got to know your walk with God because I ain't going to take a chance when you lay hands on me and imparting some kind of spirit to me you see, that can happen you better believe it can happen you better know them that labor among you he said I am has come down doubt not only believe only believe children only believe for I take thee out of 2016 know, and I got that type wrong I got 2106 so that's supposed to be 2016 into 2017 changed and illuminated and transformed I take ye out of the darkness of religion out of darkness of tradition and I take you into my marvelous light I shall see that there is a translation into the kingdom of my dear son now I believe that's in Colossians 1 13 where he says I'll I'll bring you out of darkness or translate you out of darkness into marvelous light in the kingdom of my dear son that is taking place and coming forth believe my word watch your thoughts my children govern your minds guard your lips for the words that you shall speak shall be weighty and powerful you shall see that when you speak my spirit shall act you shall see that as it was in the beginning what the spirit spoke and said let there be light and there was light you are going to see as you speak by the Spirit that our God shall do the miraculous I God shall bring transformation I God shall cause the turning of things upside down I didn't know God had spoke that to me back in December but how many how many of y'all remember right after my grandson was born back in May I think he was born on what 8th or the ninth. he was born on May the 9th He's a product of the word of the Lord because on February the twelfth, twenty sixteen, I mean twenty-fourth, twenty sixteen, I prophesied to my daughter in law and my son. They wasn't even in the service. I was in Fort Payne, Alabama, they in Carlton, Georgia watching the service. I prophesied to them over live stream, told them God's gonna work for things in their life, and I said, as a son, Whitney's gonna conceive uh, as a sign, Whitney's gonna conceive and bring forth a son. Sixteen months before the boy's ever born. God put that word in their spirit. He's a sign. Amen. But when he was born, he only weighed like, what, four pounds, nine ounces Eleven, ounces? Eleven ounces. Full term. But something happened. He wouldn't get the food he needed. So, the very next morning, he's born like 5, 5.30, something like that. So the very next morning, me and Lisa, or do we come home? We come home that night, didn't we? and next morning they called my son called he said daddy they got to transfer him to a neonatal unit down in Columbus Georgia said he hadn't gone to the bathroom yet he hadn't had a bowel movement and so I told him I said Whitney and Patty they're with you that's her mother said yeah I said y'all join hands right there Spirit of the Lord come on me we prayed I said God you give that boy a bowel movement they come to get him about twelve o'clock, that's about 10, ten, ten thirty. Time they got him to Columbus, he had done blowed out. I don't know how many diapers. I mean, God answered prayer. But he was jaundiced. He had this going on and that going. Had about four, or five things going on. They said this going to keep him at least ten days, two weeks. That was on a. He was born on a Tuesday. We prayed for him on a Wednesday. He had a bowel movement. I got on my knees. I believe it's Thursday or Friday morning there at the house Lisa went down there with my son I was there at the house and I got in prayer and I ain't been on my knees very long I heard the voice of the Lord speak to me he said my spirit doesn't do anything of itself he said you've got to tell it what to do he said well my when you feel that faith move on you he said you give my spirit direction and then the Lord spoke to me he said in the beginning he said I said let there be light And the spirit moved and created light He said when you speak By the inspiration of my spirit He said my spirit will move You give it direction It will move and do what you ask Then he took me over to Isaiah 45 and 11 Now I can't quote the whole scripture But in there it says Asking me things to come concerning my sons Concerning the work of my hands Command ye me He said when you feel my spirit He said you tell my spirit what to do you can't just go out here and command God to do something. When that faith moves on you, God drops that in your heart, there's something to work. And so I searched out them scriptures. Spoke to my call my wife and spoke to her. I said, Is Christopher there? She said, Not yet, he's on his way. I said, And you guess her tell him to call me. So I was praying, studying scripture. She called me. And I said, Whitney there with you. See she said, She's be here in just a few minutes she had to stay in the hospital until they released her but the baby went on to the neonatal unit so when she got out of the hospital her mama drove her down there and she got there he called me and I said now I'm going to tell you what God told me I said God told me for you and Whitney to get in prayer and whatever that boy needs you feel the spirit of God move up on you you tell God what to do you tell God that jaundice has got to go. You tell him he's got to do this. He's got to eat. He, whatever it was, it's four or five different things that they said that baby had to do or they wasn't going to release him. they was going to keep him 10 to 14 days. He got in prayer. They got in prayer. He felt the Spirit of God move on him. He started telling God everything he needed to do for that boy. It's like that. Started telling him. Less than 24 hours later that baby come home. Because God done everything he asked. God said you speak. Give my spirit directive. You speak by my spirit. You speak by the unction. You speak my word. He said it will happen. God told us. Speak his word. Amen. Amen. For this is the turning of things upside down. God's turning things upside down. He's fixing to take the people that's believed in, believe in his word, believe in the reality of God. He's fixing to bring them from the bottom to the top. Because the deliverance that this generation needs is being made manifest in our lives. That's why we're here. We ain't here just to have the church. We're here to learn the operations and the wisdom and understanding of the working of the gifts and the Spirit of God that God's bringing forth at this time. I ain't putting you up here just so you can move some folks or try to get some folks in what we call a frame of mind to receive the Word. This is a learning experience for you to learn how to operate in the working of the Spirit of God. If you can't do it here, you ain't going to do it out there. Sister Deborah, if you can't stand up and testify here where you got believers and people pulling for you, you ain't going to be able to talk to people out there. Quit getting under pressure. Just let God be real to you. Yes. And when I put you up here, just obey God. Just, you've been taught to pray. You've been taught to seek God. You've been taught to wait on the working of the Spirit of God. Just do it. Brother the matter ain't that easy. Yeah, really it is. Amen. <laughs> ain't that simple yeah really it is <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. How, do I, how, how, how do I know when God something you got to learn you got to learn when God speaks to you you got to learn the working of the spirit of God you know when Samuel was a small boy God spoke to him he ran in there and asked the priest Eli I said what you want he said I want nothing son he said but you called me Three times God spoke to Samuel. He run into Eli. Last time Eli told him, he "said Lord's talking to you, son." But see, Samuel didn't know he was a young boy. He didn't know the voice of the Lord because God had never revealed Himself to him. God wants to reveal Himself to us, where we can hear His voice, where we can be led by His Spirit. Amen. God wants to reveal Himself to us why did I read these today because you need to know what God's doing in this prophecy I'm going back to September of 2016 and I'm pulling together about 8 or 10 prophecies may go back to a couple in 2014 but the things that God spoke in all these prophecies there's things that are similar and different prophecies that God spoke and, and I told my wife was listening to him coming up here last night I said there ain't no way anybody could speak the same thing consistently over and over and over and over by the Spirit of God because it's consistent and God's been telling us for two to three years now what He wants to do He wants us to be His house he wants this to be his house and I want to be his house but I want him to have full control amen you got to give him full control y'all know I've told y'all that little story about how Jesus come knocking on the door of a man's house he said I'd really like to live with you and the man kind of hesitated a little bit and Jesus started to walk away he said well okay you can have the upstairs bedroom in the back but you stay up there so a couple days later, the man heard a knock on the door. He opened the open door, and the devil beat the daylight side of him, hollering all the time for the Lord to come help him. The Lord didn't come. After it's all over with, he finally went up there and asked Well, why didn't you come help me? He said, You told me to stay up here. He said, Okay, you can have rain all upstairs. He said, Okay. Two or three days later, knocked on the door, and the devil done the same thing to him. man screaming for God why didn't you come help me He told me step there he said alright he said I'll give you rule of the whole house A few days went by devil knocked on the door again he did Jesus opened it he said can I help you he said no I think I got the wrong house he said I think you do too so see you can't cordon God off in one little area of your life and tell him he's got to stay there he got to have full control because Jesus said if a man will lose his life for my sake you lose your life you let the spirit of God take over there's people all over the world that confess Jesus Christ is their savior he ain't just my savior he's the Lord of my life when he's Lord of your life he has control of your life anybody can confess he's their savior but he ain't just my savior he's my Lord amen He's my Lord. And we're going to be putting these prophecies on YouTube. My wife's going to go through them this week if we can find the time. And we're going to highlight the similarities in every prophecy and make notes of them. And then we're going to have copies of them for you if you want them. Because I send prophecies out and words out that God's put in my spirit to preachers from time to time and... I've had some of them tell me, well, that's just too much to read. I said, okay, I won't send you nothing else. And then I have others tell me, keep it coming, brother. <laughs> I'm loving it. Keep it coming. It's helping me. My son ministered down in Fort Payne last week. They were supposed to go on vacation. They had a condominium down in Florida. They supposed to go down there and they invited me and my wife to come and her mom and dad to come. And... So when they was up here last day of August, me and my wife told them, said, I don't feel the mind of the Spirit. I don't feel like we need to try to go. I said, I just don't feel you. I said, "That don't mean it ain't for y'all, and I don't mean it ain't for Christopher and Whitney. I said, we just ain't going. So the Friday they were supposed to go down, and the Tuesday we thought we'd get on down. Irma showed up. <laughs> kind of messed things up but I just didn't feel so his father-in-law invited him to come preach in Fort Payne and I was watching him last night off the live stream and he was talking he said you know I got so much pressure at work we got the new baby he said I've been going through so much he said I hadn't been able to pray like I needed to he said I just kind of settled back and got slack he said then my dad called me Said says, son, the word of the Lord fell on me in the living room this afternoon. And we, and that was Friday, that Friday afternoon, I think it was, what, the 18th of August. I was sitting there in the chair and I was listening to the, a prophecy, studying the word of the Lord. And just like that, the word of God just fell on me. I went and got my wife and said, now, didn't we get a YouTube channel about a month ago she said yeah I said we ain't putting none on she said, no I said set the camera up I said Spirit of the Lord done spoke to me and I said we're going to get here and pray if I feel the Spirit of the Lord I said I'm going to speak the word of the Lord so we got everything set up got in the house started praying the Spirit of the Lord fell on me for about 20 minutes I prophesied the word of the Lord put it on YouTube and I let some people know and I called him and I said you go watch that word He said when I started watching that word he said the spirit of God fell on me and revived me and brought me back to my dedications and my consecration seeking God. He said it changed me. And he said I've started pulling all these prophecies down. My dad spoke over the last couple of years and he said I've started studying. He said it's doing something in my life. You know when God speaks it ain't just to listen to it and throw it aside. It ain't just to hear it and that's the reason I started teaching on these prophecies so y'all know what God's saying God's talking to us he's wanting our lives to be in a place he don't have to live over here in the back bedroom he don't have to live in all upstairs he can come take control amen do you love the Lord today y'all appreciate this God's making himself real see God created man to live in that's what he created man you ever read in the Bible it says "Well, a body without a spirit is not at rest God's spirit without a body he's not at rest he said in Isaiah 66 he said heavens is my throne he said earth is my footstool he said what what are you going to build what kind of building are you going to build in that I can dwell in where's the place of my rest God's rest is right here in the beginning in six days when God created man Bible said seventh day God rested God wasn't tired He wasn't weary He wasn't exhausted The fullness of God rested right here He rested in man in the fullness He fixing to do the same thing again Amen He fixing to do the same thing again He fixing to rest right here in the fullness I ain't worried about going to heaven Heaven's going to come to well right here <laughs> there'll be a day we'll go to heaven but I believe heaven's going to come to dwell right here we're going to see that ministry that Jesus had me walk walked this earth we're going to see it revealed right here we're going to be able to help folks that's our whole goal of being here if I didn't feel like God had spoken me to be here I wouldn't keep laboring here I wouldn't keep laboring here if I didn't feel like God had put me here because I can tell you I can go out there and preach faith i can pack a 10 out I got gifts. I'm talking about just him myself. I can go out there and preach faith. I've had miracles and deliverance. As a matter of fact, i didn't run into a half a dozen people up in this area. They came to my tent meeting in Chatsworth, Georgia in ninety nine. Came to my meeting in LJ in ninety eight, my meeting in LJ in ninety nine. That God's touched their lives because I preach faith and deliverance. One lady I run into her and she said, I come here meeting in Chatsworth in ninety nine, and she said, God changed my life. I said, Just yes, under your tent out of old Highway Five by what was the Cacker Lumber Company then. And I used to carry a six, seven foot horse trough with me under the tent. Folks get saved, I'd baptize them right there did I baptize you in Chatsworth no, I didn't, get baptized. didn't get back but you saw it and I baptized folks and she said you baptized my kids in LJ in 99 and I had one man man you run into when his truck broke down he's a diesel mechanic and brother ever told him when he went to church he said man I got a Bible with that man's name on it and I had a brother working with me then and I had to go out of town for a couple of days. He preached. He gave that woman that Bible, had my name embossed, engraved on the front of it. And she came to my meeting in Chatsworth in 99. God changed her life. About 10 years ago, she had a heart attack. She went on to be with the Lord. But he said, I ain't never forgot how God changed her life. So it's not me just going out there and trying to be successful. It's being obedient to the voice of the Lord. And I'm here because God put me here. And I'll stay here. But God says leave. Amen. Amen. I ain't after crowds. I want somebody hungry for God. I want somebody that's going to serve God in sincerity and in truth. Somebody that'll listen and can grow into a vessel that God can live in. Amen. You appreciate the Lord today. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and let's ask him to make himself real in this word. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, Lord, to let this word be a reality. Lord, you've set this word here. God, I didn't call myself. I didn't choose myself and I didn't choose this anointing. But you put us here, Lord, to train and to teach and to edify and to bring a people together they can walk up right before you according to your word and do what's right in your sight. God, let this word find good ground. Let it go down into the hearts and the lives of your people. And let it take root. Lord, let it take root downward. Let the leaves go upward. Let them bear fruit. And let that fruit be the very spirit of the Christ. His mind, his wisdom, his knowledge, his understanding, his nature. Lord I want to produce the Christ I want his wisdom his understanding his gentleness his meekness his kindness his forgiveness I want his compassion Lord I ain't worried about the miracles they'll come I just want that nature and that mind of Christ that mind that was in Christ Jesus let it be also in us thank you for this simple word in the working of your spirit today and I give you honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I appreciate what the Lord's done today. I truly do. I hope you do too. Because I want to see some fruit on your trees. Amen. Because if I don't see some fruit on you, I'm going to have to get Aggressive. I'm going to have to dig about you and dung about you and <laughs> cultivate you and fertilize you sometimes that fertilizer don't smell good <laughs> you know that's what the Lord told a man I believe it's in Luke 13 he went to his garden there was a fig tree there he said I've been waiting for fruit off that fig tree three or four years he said it ain't produced nothing he said cut it down plant something else plant something that's going to bring me some fruit I don't need something there growing. Just look pretty. The gardener said, Lord, leave it alone. One year. Give me one year. Let me dig about it and dung about it. He said, then if it don't bring forth fruit, I'll cut it down. We need to bring forth some fruit. Amen. And that fruit needs to be the Spirit of Christ. Need to be His mind, His nature, His wisdom. And the Holy Ghost is supposed to be the Spirit of Christ. So if you got the Spirit of Christ in you, You ought to be manifesting some fruit. I ain't worried about whether you talk in tongues or not. Do I believe in tongues? Oh yeah, I believe in them. But what I want to see is some fruit of the Spirit. Because the fruit of the Spirit comes in, it'll change you. And when you start changing, He'll start taking over. I ain't going to judge you. I just want to see some Christ coming forth. I want to see you start budding, and then I want to see you flower, and then I want to see some fruit form. Bible said you should know the tree by what? It's fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is what I'm looking for. Amen. Hallelujah. Man, don't you love Jesus? He's just so good to us. Hallelujah. And I always look forward to being in the house of the Lord. Matter of fact, me and my wife started praying and Sunday evenings, we're looking for churches to go to up here. Monday evenings, we have prayer here. Y'all are welcome to come pray with us. About 7.30, seven 7.30 tomorrow night, we just come in and pray. You get through pray, you just ease out. Ain't no beginning, ain't no ending. We just pray till we feel the Spirit of God move, feel like we prayed through, and that's it. But we're starting to look for places to go to see what God wants to do. We've started a Bible study in our home down in Conyers, Georgia on Thursday mornings. I'm going to tell you, what were we? Four? Four services? Four Bible studies? And, man, we've had some good Bible studies. And I think my wife may be fixing to do one here on Sunday, late Sunday evening, or, you know, 5, 5.30, she's praying about. She won't start teaching on prayer. And, y'all remember y'all got that book on strategies of warfare and y'all had that Bible study online where she wants to take that book and she wants to bring it right here in church start teaching on prayer and how to plan your strategies and how to fight the devil you know you don't know how to fight the devil and you don't know what you're fighting you can spend a lot of time beating the air Paul said I ain't the one that beateth the air so there's things we need to be taught about Amen Hallelujah All hearts and minds clear everybody Feel good about what God's doing? Yes. Amen. Alright. Does anybody need prayer? If you want me to pray for you? I'll pray for you. I believe in the laying on of hands. I believe in the power of healing. I believe in the spoken word. Had somebody last night posted on my Facebook wall that they was in severe pain, and hurting. I texted them, asked them, I said, What happened? They said they was in a car and somebody slammed brakes on it, shot them forward, and that seatbelt grabbed her shoulder said they've had severe pain in that shoulder for two weeks now I text him back I said if you don't want me to pray for you send me a phone number I just felt the Spirit of the Lord they sent me a phone number I said can I call you now it's about 9 30 10 o'clock at night I said can I call you now went, oh yeah please do called them Spirit of the Lord fell on me and I prayed the prayer of faith for them they started shouting and praising God and running through the house I said my God I'm healed I'm healed I'm healed I'm healed I'm healed the pain's gone hallelujah the pain's gone I'm healed that's just like Jesus he cares about you but I just felt that in my spirit call and pray for him God done it God done it say brother do you do everybody that way no just want to feel that working of the spirit of God amen anybody need prayer if you do come on right now it's good to see you today young lady it's good to see you it's been a long time since we have got to see her I'm glad to Cause I was raised in church. It wasn't just going to church. My daddy was a man of prayer and fasting, Him and my mama got the Holy Ghost in 1948. My mama's still alive, fixing to be 93 years old. She lives to 2018. She'll have the Holy Ghost 70 years. But see, when she come in, it was miracles. It was deliverance. My daddy had great miracles. Preached evangelism preach tent revivals pastored churches I've seen God use him and I've been in big meetings where 15, 20,000 people a night turn out a. a. Allen and Oil Roberts I've seen Oil Roberts when I was about 7, 8 years old take a boy with polio y'all remember polio how prevalent polio was in the 40's and 50's he took a young man had a leg that short 6 to 8 inches at least wearing that polio brace and that leg was you know when that polio was hit it just just drive up. that leg was just half the size of the other one he looked at mama he said you believe God will heal him he had him sitting in that chair he said you believe God will heal him she said yeah he said unbuckle the brace she took that brace off that man laid hands on that boy I watched it that leg just started growing and then it started filling out that's what I was raised around and that's what's coming back amen that's what's coming back we're going to see them right here we're going to see them right here the brother we prayed for when we had our tent up out here for a homecoming back in was it May? had the throat cancer they checked him two or three weeks ago and he said brother matter, I ain't got a sign of no cancer said the cancer's gone Hallelujah I just love the Lord Anybody need prayer? If you don't I'm going to change the order of the service If you want prayer Come on right now I'm just in love with Jesus Anybody in love with Jesus today? Hallelujah Okay I'm going to go ahead And receive the offering And ask you to Help us If you want to make out a check Make it out to World Revivals The donations are tax exempt And I'm going to set two buckets down put this one over here on the church side and you know when I come up here the Lord told me to get rid of my business and learn to live by faith